Now we're going to move on to a different kind of problem. When if you have y equals 15x to the fourth plus 12x cubed over 3x squared, and you want to differentiate that. Now you might think that we haven't learned anything that would enable us to do this problem yet, but you might notice that there's only one term in the denominator, and so that actually helps us if we break this up into the sum of two rational expressions. So we had one rational expression, we want to find the derivative. I'm going to rewrite it as the sum of two rational expressions. Now you might notice that you have 15x to the fourth over 3x squared. And think about your work with limits, what we just did with limits at infinity, in fact. You can simplify this into being 5x squared, can't you? And then plus 12 over 3 is 4, x cubed over x squared is x. Now why can I cancel this x squared, divide this x squared into the x to the fourth? Because in the original function, they put x down there, so the implied domain is that x is not equal to 0, so x over x is equal to 1. So I can divide the x squared into the x to the fourth, I'm not dividing by 0, and I get 5x squared plus 4x. Now, if I want to find dy dx, I get 10x plus 4. So that's my derivative, 10x plus 4. It's kind of unbelievable that this this entire thing would just have a derivative of 10x plus 4. But when you rewrite it, you can see that it simplifies down to a quadratic. Um, Now, it's not exactly a quadratic, is it? It's a quadratic, except it's not defined at x equals 0. So it's got a hole in the graph at x equals 0. Um, And then its derivative, everywhere other than at 0 itself, is equal to 10x plus 4. Now suppose we have another example. y equals 8x to the fourth plus 2x cubed minus 7 all over x. And we'll just do 2x. If we want to find dy dx now, We still could see that even though we have three terms in the top, we could divide 2x into each of them. But that's kind of a dangerous thing to do. So that's why I always instead encourage you to think of it as rewriting it as three separate fractions, three separate rational expressions, 8x to the fourth over 2x plus 2x cubed over 2x minus 7 over 2x. The reason why I encourage you to do it this way and to not just divide 2x in is a lot of students see this 2x to the cube, 2x cubed over 2x, and they think I'll cancel the 2s, I'll divide the x into the x cubed, and I'll get x squared. And they might write something like this. Because they divided the, the 2x into the 2x cubed and got x squared. Then they differentiate this. But that's not what this means this expression. This means the entire numerator divided by 2x. And if you'd like, you could also think of it as 1 over 2x times the entire numerator. Another reason why you have to divide every term by 2x, because it's like distributing 1 over 2x, isn't it?
So however you need to think about it to remind yourself not to just cancel two terms in an expression like this, that's fine with me. If you'd like to just break it up into three fractions, that's good too. So when I simplify this now, 8 over 2 is 4, x to the fourth over x is x cubed, plus 2 over 2 is 1, and x cubed over x is x squared, minus 7 over 2x. If I'm going to differentiate, which is my next step, find dy dx, then maybe I should rewrite this in a, a simpler form. 7 over 2x, isn't that 7 halves times x to the negative 1? That's the way I want to think about it so that I can differentiate. And again, if I'm canceling these x's, what do I need to write here? x can't equal 0, right? It was implied in the domain from the very beginning. But now that I've cleared out the x's, well, I guess this one is still there, isn't it? But you want to make sure that you're aware of the fact that this is not exactly uh, the same function if you don't think about x not equaling 0. Um, especially if you don't have that term, then you really have to be careful. So anyway, we've rewritten y, and we want to differentiate it. The derivative of 4x cubed is 12x squared, plus the derivative of x squared is 2x, minus 7 halves times a negative 1. I better write that. I'm going to subtract a negative 7 halves, x to the negative 1, then I have to subtract another 1 from the exponent if I'm differentiating, don't I? So I have minus negative 1 times 7 halves, x to the negative 1 minus 1 more. So when I simplify, I'm going to have dy dx equals 12x squared plus 2x plus 7 over 2 for my plus 7 halves, x to the negative 2 power. x to the negative 2 power means 1 over x to the positive 2 power. So 1 over x squared. So that's my derivative dy dx for this function here. You'll notice this over x squared right here still tells you that implied domain that x cannot equal 0. So little side note, we've talked about differentiability before, I believe. This is not differentiable at x equals 0, is it? Although that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Because the function itself isn't even defined there. But sometimes, you may recall, there were functions that were defined for certain x values, and the derivative was not defined for those x values. So it doesn't hurt to always look at it and see, oh yeah, not differentiable at x equals 0, just like the function doesn't exist there. In fact, what do we have at x equals 0? You know, you have a final exam coming up at some point, and all this stuff is going to be together. So what do we have at x equals 0 in this original function? If x is 0, we've got 0 on the bottom. We've got 0 plus 0 minus 7 on top, so we have non-zero over 0. We're looking at a vertical asymptote at x equals 0. So it would make sense that at x exactly equal to 0, we wouldn't be able to differentiate, would we? Because we've got the graph going crazy. So this is our derivative, 12x squared plus 2x plus 7 over 2x squared.